This is the Bob McCowan Podcast, and it's brought to you by Bet Rivers. Download the Bet Rivers online casino and sportsbook app today. Basketball on our mind this uh, this day on the podcast. Absolutely, that's um, because that's because the Toronto Raptors are hotter than a pistol bug. They won three in a row. Guess three in who, a row. They beat nobodies. Well, no, they beat teams that are in the NBA. Barely. And and I and, and I I'm not sure, but I'm sure one of the guys will make sure that we know. But I think they had better records than the Raptors, so they're beating people above them. Because they the Raptors stink, that's why they are better than them. <laughs> well, we'll so see. they beat them. Anyway, so, I'm happy. Was, I'm not unhappy about it, but I don't think anybody should go crazy and think that this is suddenly no. the turnaround. That this team will go twenty and two the rest of the way. Oh, no, 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 no. I don't think anybody's suggesting that. I just think you have to be, you you have to be uh, uh, thankful for small things at this point in the season, don't you? Small miracles. (laughs) I don't think beating Brooklyn's a miracle. (laughs) Well, I don't think so either. But then again, the Roger team is very good. They're not much better than Brooklyn, I'll tell you. Paul Jones, Doug Smith. We talk basketball and the Raptors on the McCowan podcast after this. Hi, this is Bob McCowan for BetRivers.com. Hey, if you're looking for a sports book or casino app, you should check out the BetRivers sports and casino app today. Play all of your favorite casino games for real money anywhere and anytime. Plus, get in the action with each sports game with hundreds of sports betting options. And get ready to feel like a VIP because you'll earn both loyalty level points and bonus store points on every real money wager you make. You must be 19 plus available in Ontario only. Please play responsibly. If you have questions or concerns about your gambling or someone close to you, contact Connex Ontario at 1-866-531-2600 or speak to an advisor free of charge betrivers.com welcome back to the podcast mccowan jones smith shannon all in toronto today uh, with a basketball team that's on a can i read this properly a big winning deal a, big a, deal a winning streak <laughs> a heater a heater yeah there you go <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so you guys can have you guys can both smile a bit, Paul. What do you think? Um, you know, there's maybe there's something to be said about <clears throat> post trade deadline, where guys aren't looking over their shoulders, uh, especially some of the young guys, hearing their names <clears throat> in rumors and stuff like that. Um, uh, there's a young core that's playing without pressure. Uh, they've had a couple of additions. I think Kelly Olynyk has been a tremendous addition, an old head that understands how to play. They've got a, a center now that you need in the NBA that can step out and shoot the ball. Um, it's working right now. It, it really, really is. And so let's, I mean, it's not like they've, they've beaten up on Indiana was a good win, but you know, Brooklyn and Atlanta, we're not, we're not talking about the top of the heat, but a win's a win. Cause if they'd have lost to those teams, people would have said, well, you can't even beat them. So I, I kind of like the direction that it's going right now. That's 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 the that's the comment that I'll give you. 
Doug? It, it, and all three teams that they beat had better records than the Raptors. Right. Yeah. So, so that well, almost every team in the NBA has a better record than the Raptors. Well, no, that's not unless exactly. they play that's, CBA that's teams. Not exactly true, Bob. Bob, it's not exactly true. Well, it's pretty close. What are they? Six from the bottom. Uh, about nine, I think ten or ten now. They're, yeah, they're, they're, they're not listen. They're not good, but they're not bad, and they're certainly trend tracking on the right way. Yeah, and listen, the two teams, the, the two teams in front of them, if you're looking and people are saying to me, like, you know, they're they're still quoting Masai from the Tampa year play in for what? No, I, I think when you got like a young core with quickly Barrett Barnes, uh, you know, add Abaji and, and, and Grady Dick in there. It's important for them to be playing in 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 big games in important games, even if it's one play in game, it gives you some kind of like experience it gives you fuel for learning so you know why people are saying well I'll play in for what no i i never think winning is a bad thing it's it, you tell me when winning doesn't make your players look better your organization look better your assets be more desirable maybe to other people so i you know I, i'm I, you got something to play for now and the two teams in front of them brooklyn and atlanta are wobbling right now so they're still a ways back, but they can still catch them. So here's an interesting point. I talked to a guy who played on the team that on the Raptor team last year that lost the playing game to Chicago. And he said to me, look, it wasn't a success by any league and they lost that game. But if they beat Chicago and don't miss 18 free throw games or three throw games, whatever the number was, they beat Chicago. Then they still went out of Miami. And all of a sudden you're in the playoffs mm -hmm. and all of a sudden you're playing Milwaukee and three games into the series, uh, uh, Giannis blew his ankle. Yeah. Now maybe you win that series. Now all of a sudden you're in the, you're in the Eastern Conference semifinals, and the entire season is successful. And that's how that's that's the, the that's the razor edge you're on. Yes. And you if you win, you got no chance if you're in if you're if you're not in, but you got a chance if you get in, and that you got to try to you got to try to make that chance. Well, let me throw this question out at you: If they do make the playoffs last year and do what you just suggested. <clears throat> Did they still make the trades this year that they made? Oh, I, I, it, as the season uh, as the season uh, pro progresses, the start of the year, yes, because even if they get to the conference second, second round last year, I think Van Light, uh, Van Light, uh, Freddie leaves, and I think that that sort of starts the 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 tumble, as you say, um, and then the season starts poorly, and you got to deal. OG and you got to steal Siakam and then you you are where you are which is a an intri interesting young group that is probably 18 months away from being very good you really think they'll be very good in 18 months I think they're very I think they got a lot of talent a lot of skill on this team yeah I do I really do they they could be Bob I mean the the league is so young and if you can keep your young if you can keep a core together that's improving I mean, look at Oklahoma City. Like, they were in the play-in last year, and now they're, they're like, at the top of the West. Mm -hmm. and, and, you know, there's, there's a, a move afoot for Shea Gilgis-Alexander for MVP, and I'm, I'm right behind that. I mean, yeah, I know people are looking, I know people are looking at Jokic, but this guy, this kid has – who does he have with him? But, uh, but on top of, but on top of Gilgis-Alexander, I mean, Chet Holmgren's made a huge difference there. Yes, but he's young, John. He's, no, he's, I know, but, but he's basically a rookie. Yeah, yeah, he got injured. But they have a star, right? 
like the Raptors had when they won the championship. You have to have a star player, and preferably two. Do you not agree? I agree. But I I agree. And I'm the least guy who probably should be saying this, but I think Scott Scotty Barnes could be that guy. No chance. I did not think chance. I did not think he was after second season, but 50 games into this year, you can see some stuff in this kid. No, and what and what has changed that, Doug? Um, uh, work ethic, experience, yeah. um, uh, just growing, just growing up. He's, he's 23 yeah. years old instead of 21 years old, and he's, hey, he's, he's be figuring a, it out a little bit. He'd be a college senior this year if he stayed in, right? So, like, he's coming. He's come out early. Stays until they're a senior. No, but but when you come out early, Bobcat, it's a matter of not just learning basketball it's learning the pro game and maturing as a person well and i understand i i get that he's a good player but he's not a great player that's the point and he'll never well, be a great player not yet opinion. not well, yet could he be not in my opinion could he be a, a an all-star so one of you one of the top 15 guys in the nba no top 20 guys in the NBA? well he is he well just because he got voted in doesn't mean he is no he didn't get voted in he was a replacement player or replacement or whatever yeah. By coaches who I would suggest know a little bit. Now, look, I, I think there were huge flaws in Barnes' game last year. He's yeah. addressed them, he's, He has addressed them this year, and he's having a very, very tremendous season. One, one, one assistant coach to me out west looked at him after a loss to Toronto, and he shook his head. He said, man, that kid could be honest with a jump shot. And... Like that struck me, as Doug said, coming from somebody who is preparing scouting reports and, and you know, in charge of making sure his team wins, that's the potential they see in Scotty. So, I mean, well, I those are people it. that know more I'm than sorry. me. I don't see it. So, so okay, so let's go beyond Barnes. Um, obviously, there's a, a an affection for R.J. Barrett because he's a local kid. Uh, quickly is somebody that, are you convinced that he's part of the remedy in Toronto, Paul? Yeah, I I, I think so. Um, listen, and, and both of those guys have different roles in Toronto. Quickly was the microwave in New York. Come off the bench, get it going, do your scoring. Now he's running a whole team in Toronto. He's he's responsible for getting other people involved in in kind of setting the tone, setting the table. Uh, handling the ball, doing his scoring, that's going to foster growth. And the R.J. Barrett story is pretty simple. In New York, Brunson and Randall had the ball all the time. And, you know, he's getting better, but Randall was at a point at times where he'd rather take a bad shot than pass the ball with two guys on. And if you're R.J. Barrett, it's stand in the corner and wait for your turn. And when you play like that, when you get the ball, it's like, well, shoot, I better do something with it because I don't know when I'm going to see it again. And it leads to um, bad shots, bad decisions. He's come to Toronto. That's not the case now. You see him leading the break, passing the ball. He gets downhill. He's a really good rebounder, much better than, than I thought he was since he's come to Toronto. He doesn't have to worry about getting the ball or touching the ball. So you've got two guys playing with Scotty, who's very unselfish, to a point at times. I thought last night in the Indiana game, he turned the ball over trying to force a pass that wasn't there when he could have scored himself. So 
with with Barrett and quickly again you've got three guys in their 20s one of them's already been paid RJ Barrett's going to turn out to be a bargain in a couple of years looking at the contract that the Knicks gave him and I think you've got the basis for something moving ahead and, and is, have... what is quickly's long-term situation Doug I mean don't they have to look at his contract soon yeah, he's a uh, he's a restrict, restricted free agent this summer. They'll pay him, pay him twenty five million a year on a four year deal, probably that, that kind that kind of number that just a little bit above what will eventually be the mid level in three or four years when when yeah. So you know, he, and at that value, he's he's pretty good player. Now, is he a is he an all star starting point guard? Probably not, but is he a very good starting point guard in the NBA? Absolutely, and he's also twenty four years old. You know, you're, you're, his best years are probably five or six years from now. And it's the same with, you know, RJ is 24. Uh, Barnes is 23. Gary mm-hmm. Trent's only 23 or 24 years old. They, they got a lot of kids who are not near their, their peak. Uh, but Trent won't be here next year, will he? Who's that? Trent? Trent? Um, I, could see the, I could see the way that they would make it, but I don't, I don't think so right now. So I think the way... The Grady Dick has become playing. Yeah, he's kind of makes Trent uh, expendable, and at at the especially at the salary that he'll want. You know, they've got Gary Trent in four years left in his contract, his, his his rookie sale. So he's much more valuable for for money than than Trent. Mm-hmm. And I don't know that I don't know where I'm not sure where Trent sits. I I've never I've always thought he should come off the bench, but he hasn't seemed to thrive in that role. So. I, I don't think he'd be back, but I can certainly, if they, if they can get the right number, if they can get him like eighteen million over three years, I would probably give him a flyer, give him a flyer him. Yeah, you know, okay. you know, the other kid too, John and Bob is uh, uh, Abaji. Yeah, uh, he's he's a kid that came in, was you know the most outstanding player in the Final Four, uh, went to a place where he wasn't playing much, and it seems like in Toronto they're going to give him a chance, and boy, he's athletic. Uh, you know, he, he shoots the corner three. One of my buddies said, Hey, he's, he's OG light. I, I don't think so, but, um, you know, he's certainly athletic has a potential for defense can make corner threes and they're going to, they're going to give him a really good look here. A team, don't you think a team to be successful and I don't mean a championship, but you know, a better than average team has to be either a good offensive or a good defensive team my problem is i have no i don't think this team is good either way i think i think they're i think they're morphing into be a very good offensive team they shave they they share the ball but they don't have anybody who school you can predict will score 30 points a game and you almost have to have that guy but you have three different guys you might each one of them get for that night Mm -hmm. one and it could be one that could be rg one could be quickly they got three guys who can get you 30. They're 20-point guys. They aren't 30-point guys, Doug. That's well, the truth. Now, you're talking two shots in 48-minute games. So, you, you're, you, you, so that, what? That's, that's picking you just have to right look there. at the stats. Siakam, well, when they had him, was a legitimate 30-point threat. It's not he never, but he never averaged 30 night. points. Well, pardon me? He got 30 points a bunch of games, but he didn't average 30 points. He averaged like Oh, 20, I, I understand that. But he had the potential every night to get that many. Yeah, I say to you, they don't have anybody on this team right now that has that potential. It might happen, but it'll happen by accident or mistake. 
Well, you know what, though, Bob, to, to Doug's point, the fact that you have three guys, and, and I, was, I always default to what, you know, the great Isaiah Thomas, the Hall of Famer said, and it was, it's kind of like our guy, Steve Nash. I'm not worried about the guy that's giving me 30. I, I'm more worried about the guy that's giving me 20, and he's got eight or 10 assists, because now I got to worry about everybody and not just one guy. And, well, and, to, Doug's, and to Doug's point, I, I, I think that that's what they have. Like I said, Scotty's unselfish to a point at times. Quickly and Barrett are sharing the ball. And like last night, they had eight guys in double figures yeah. against, against Indiana. Indiana couldn't guard the four of us, but they had eight guys in double figures. That's great. And sharing but the ball. Look at the worst teams in the NBA year after year. There are guys that can score 20 points on each of those teams. You know, that's not a big number anymore in the NBA. It's you have to have a, somebody who can go crazy. You must in order to be successful. Every successful team in the end has one of those. You know, name me a team that doesn't have a guy. But you, Bob, you don't think Barnes well, can who, be that guy? No, I don't. And no chance. He's a 20, 25, maybe 25 point guy. Maybe on a good night, that's what he'll get. What's his hey. highest total ever? If he's getting 25, last night, what did he have? He had 21. 21. He like, had a triple-double last What were the other point? numbers in his triple-double? Like, yeah, he was 21, 12, and 12, I think. Like, if, if he's getting 21 and and 12 assists, like I said, now I got other guys to worry about, especially in this age where people are shooting threes. If, if four or five of those assists are the three-point shooters, there's another 15, 16 points right there. You guys and, are talking and, like this is a championship winning team. No, no, no Bob, no. But you, no. Perhaps you missed it at the start. This is 18 months away, away from being good. But for where it is right now, it's very well, it's very, very poised to, to improve quickly rather than blow it up and then take a step back again. I think there are pieces there that probably in the se season after next, they will be right in the conversation in the Eastern Conference. We'll see. I mean, I you, mean yeah, absolutely, yes. We you, don't know. You, I, you don't know. You, you, you guys, of course I don't know, but I'm pretty sure this team is just, you know, wandering aimlessly right now. I find hard to believe that you watch them because they have, they have a style. They move the ball. They cut. They pass. They get 30, 35 assists per game. They have it. They have absolutely a style that they want to play. They have to be better at it, mm -hmm. but they know what they want to be. Maybe. They have, they've had them that way since the start of the year. Yeah. Well, well the, maybe. The, the key question in all this, and it was really the way the conversation started, is, is that, you know, you have to believe in your core. And the question is, and I think that both, both of you, Paul and and uh, and Doug uh, agree that um, they you think that the core is pretty close to being here when you look at Barrett quickly Barnes. Is, is there I like and, yeah I, I like that. Is, is I, there any more? Are there any more of the these guys that can be core guys? No, I, I'm not sure, but I'm this uh, Baji guy might play, but I'm not sure. I think Pirtle, but he's only got two years left. I'm not sure what he becomes. Kelly's a little bit old. <clears throat> I think they need. They need like a they need a they need a four they need a four forward well power forward, I think because I think they should start quickly, Barnett, Barnes, a stud at four, 
who's big guy, like like a, like a Siakam, but you can't find a lot of those guys. That's right. the next. That's the next search, I think, for Mazzai and Bobby. Well, they also need a five, don't they? No, I think Pat Pertle's totally Pertle. Pertle for now is good. Yeah, totally fine. Pirtle. Well, for now, but he's got what two years left on his deal. Yeah, yeah, and, and, and you got a lot. You got a lot of time to fill that spot in. in that. Well, I understand yeah, that. I give yeah, you that. Yeah. But they are going to need to go and find well, another in 20, five in in, in twenty twenty seven. Yeah, sure. Well, two but years with the NBA, you two, want a guy who's got NBA's some experience, right? You want to be able to make him good. That's, that's, good. that's where your pro scouting comes in, Bobcat. I mean, right. the, the Raptors have done a decent job of finding guys. And well, they have to find that guy. They yeah. will. I mean, you gotta you gotta be if you're a well, Messiah, you, you have say to that trust. They will. Well, you, well if you, they found one, they found a guy. They found Pearl. <laughs> so like it's not like they no, they traded for Pearl, they gave him away. And then they got wow. Him. Now that's 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 they gave him. They a, gave him away and to then get Kawhi Leonard to win an NBA championship. Yeah, I mean, they didn't give Turtle away. Turtle away. They traded him a deal to get Kawhi Leonard to win the NBA. Championship. I understand that, but they still they said we don't need him because no no no, no 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 they needed we needed Kawhi Leonard not we right, don't we need the guy. But they that's also the had Gasol to play center. They didn't need Pirtle. Pirtle wouldn't have played a lot with they, Gasol here. They didn't get Gasol until the February of that trade. Of that season. doesn't matter. They they got Gasol because they needed a big, right? Uh, probably yeah. But, yes. Well, yes. But, but the other guy there, this guy perhaps we forgot about uh, Balanchunas, was a pretty good player. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Another guy they traded away, right? Well, yeah. Mark Gasol. Right for, for Mark Gasol, sure, and you don't forget there was a, Ibaka was actually contributing a bit, right down low there down too. So they, yeah, they had right. some pretty they had some pretty good big bodies at one point. Uh, that that you're right. They but when you when you when you had a chance to get, you know Kawhi, you have to actually give something up. But look at that know? team though. Look, we're talking about the championship team, John and, and fellas. That's it a took, long time ago. Yeah, <laughs> and it took and it took a long time to build it. It took seven years. To build that thing. I mean, yeah. Dwayne Casey came in and won 23, 34, two seasons well under 500, and then it started to take off. That team was started... built in 2019. It was built in one year. No, it wasn't. No, it wasn't. no, it wasn't, Bob. Yes, Listen, it was. DeMar yes, DeRozan came who back. Were the, who were the five starters at the end of the year for that team? Wow. They were guys... They were guys. Gasol, Some of them, they Ibaka, had... um, Lowry, Lowry. Ibaka had been here for a year and a half. They traded in for him. Okay, whatever, whatever. Well, Lowry been here since the dust, right? The right. other guys that were important were were developed. Van Vliet was developed. Seattle was not important in the championship. Year. Oh, sure he was. He started every Ooh. second half. I mean, Van Vliet. Fred, Van Vliet? Ben Pascal Lincoln. was like the at Wasn't times the, the second or third best player. Like he those was are guys that were developed. Period. I, I'll tell you what. I think. I'll tell you what. Let, let, let's take a. I'm worried about Doug's blood pressure right now. Well, I'm just, <laughs> it's, it's, it's like Fred VanVleet was. Uh, he was. He got a vote for NBA Finals MVP for God's I, sake. I, Okay, okay. Wait, I'm worried about I'm worried about Doug's I'm worried about Doug's blood pressure. We're gonna take a quick break and come back and continue this. 
<laughs> this is the McCowan podcast. Okay, we got Doug's heart rate back down to about like 93. Don't worry. So how, how's that? Is that okay, Doug? I, I just went, I just uh, took my, uh, my little bills. Okay. Yeah. Right. Yeah. The, the one person, you know, in talking about the 2024 version of, of this club we haven't talked about is the guy that might be on the hottest seat, and that's the coach. Um, or is he? Is he on a hot seat? And are they going to be as patient with him as they are with some of the players, Doug? Oh yeah, they they love Darko for what he's the way he the way he handles himself, the way he handles the roster. He he absolutely is is growing into the job too. Yeah, and I think the first forty games of the year were copy. He he missed he missed a few hits. He, he didn't hit everything. But he's far better coach now than he was in September. And I think we'll be a far better coacher in next September when he starts the second year. The other part of it too, John, is he's on his third team. <laughs> like, look at what he started training camp with. OG, Pascal, like, all, all, they're gone. All of these guys are now gone. And he's got a new group in. Nobody practices in the NBA anymore. It's it's travel, do video get on the court once in a while. And so he's got a whole new team. They're all young guys. And he's, he's really trying to put it together on the fly. And I, I think his, his patience, um, but, but at the same time, his, his perseverance and his work ethic and the standard he has set is helping pull these guys up. And so I'd like to see this team with a summer to really improve on, knowing who they have going forward, especially with the core. And then a full training camp next year. And it, look, it happens. It can happen quickly in the NBA. And again, I just look at Oklahoma City. They were in the play-in last year with all these young guys. And now they're leading the West. To Bob's point, they do have a an MVP, a superstar. But at the same time, I, I, I think there's something to that. And quick jumps and big jumps if you can get things going in the right well, way. But, Jonesy, here's another one. I I get the, the Thunder or the team of the everybody's interest. Minnesota? In yeah. Minnesota's they're like first in the West. They're very, very good. And they snuck up on people. They grew. They they sort of figured out how to deal with uh Gobert and, and Towns. They they it took a little while, but I were they in the play play last year or did they make a play? Yeah, they lost to they lost to the Lakers and Actually got right. a game off Denver in the playoffs, right? Yeah. So, they're, they're but another, to Bob's but to Bob's example. point, they've always had the stud, right? In theory, they've always. I mean, Towns is, you know, he's a stud, and that's yeah, the difference. He's pretty good. I wouldn't put him in the top twenty. I would put him in the top fifteen in the NBA, but he's not. He would never. Well, have so, 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 if you have a choice between Towns and Barnes, you're taking Barnes. Yeah, probably because he's like six years younger, five years younger, and he plays a little bit more. It does a little bit more things. I think the Towns passes the ball, um, runs offense a little bit. It got apples and, and oranges because one's a center, right. one's no, yeah, because of the different position. I know. But if I'm building my team away, I'm looking for a six eight guy who pass shoots and and defends. I, I, that's a, but, that's to me is an interesting one because he for the longest time you know Carl Anthony Towns always was an underachiever. But it seems to be that they've been they were pretty patient with him, and then yeah. this year it seems to have paid off. Is that fair, Paul? Yeah, no, it is very fair, John. And I I think uh, 
you know, the, the constant pushing and demanding and setting a standard for him to achieve and to aspire to. And now he's got he's got a little help with Gobert. Hey, don't discount what Anthony Edwards is is no, doing there. Also. Yeah, that's yeah, very And, and, very and they they've got their role players and the team, the pieces fit together. The only mm-hmm. thing I would worry about with Minnesota and OKC is the more with OKC is the experience factor. Minnesota actually got a game off Denver last year. They they really really did. They probably should have won their playing game against the Lakers before they threw that one away. So they've got a few playoff scars. But, uh, you know, to, to the point that uh, going back to the Raptors championship team, there was a lot of experience and playoff scars on that team oh, between yeah. Kawhi and the way, you know, people like Lowry had, had lost and Siakam had, lo- had had tough losses. And, and I, I think that builds character and it, it, it gives you, you know, that nebulous thing that we talk about experience come playoff time. So I'll be interested to see how Minnesota and OKC react out, out west. See- before we go back, we, we go around the league. Uh, I want to go back to Darko because um, I, you guys are much closer to it than, than Bob and, and I are. Um, where, where, when you're in the gym with him, where is his strength? What do you see him do? And, and what do you see? How do you see the players react? Dougie? I think he is, in, he's always happy and positive. Yeah. And he, he is. He's giving the right message to every player. Now I know he's, he can be, he's a hard ass. So he can get on players pretty easily, but he'll never let us know that. He'll let the players see it, but, but he's never let the, the media see it or the public see it. And I think he is for this, the way of the NBA. Now, the way he cares about his athletes as people is a huge thing. And that he's got that in spades. I, I think he's a very, again, I, I was very much leery in the first 25 games a year, but I think he's going he's gonna to be pretty, pretty good as a, as a good coach for the NBA. Look, and I was a big Nurse fan. I think all of us were to some extent. Sure, absolutely, yeah. yeah, yeah. But he became prickly um, oh, yeah, yeah. near the end of his career. And um, this coach is not like that at all. Yeah. He is, I, I mean, I don't know what kind of term he used for him, but he's a nice guy. He's a good guy, yeah, yeah. He's a good guy. But Bobcat, to your point, Nick Nick got used to winning, and that became the standard. I understand what happened to Nick, but it didn't happen. Yeah, yeah. I think I think a lot of ways very prickly, and that and that was something the organization was concerned about. I think a lot of ways. I think in a lot of ways, Nurse started believed his presses, his press. uh, Maybe, maybe, and, and Darko will never do that. Well, here's here's the thing I'll say about Darko too. Um, all those things, Doug. He's he is positive, terrific person. You talk to all the people he's worked with around the league, from uh, you know Taylor Jenkins in in Memphis to 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 Monty Williams to 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 you know uh, Pop. Uh, Billy Donovan, Pop. Pop, all of them. They they glowing things to say about him. And then when I look at it as a basketball person, man, this guy's a teacher at heart. Like I, I had a chance to sit in there at training camp and watch him go over the defense and what he wanted done and how he wanted done. And there was no detail that he didn't, he didn't touch. And he told the guys exactly what he wanted, where he wanted people. And he, he's constantly reinforcing that and teaching and teaching and teaching. And his approach is, 
that's good, but here's how we can make it a little better. And and it's it's the perfect approach with a young team because it's not the old school tear them down and build them up. It's a constant building. It's a constant reinforcement. Positive and let's do better. Here's where we are. Let's do more. I I, I love that about him as a teaching basketball guy. But he'll also he'll also kill guys when he has you have to because the other night against Brooklyn, he hooked Gary Trent out of the game two and a half minutes into the third quarter because he loafed through four four possessions, and he took him out. And he right. said, "Look, I'm I'm not getting enough. You're, you're not working hard enough. You're not playing hard enough. You're 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 moping a little bit. Sit down for a minute." And then that uh, Trent and uh, I guess I think had 14 points in the, in the rest of the second half when he won right. right. the big game. So we, he's he's hard. He's a hard ass. But he's selectively at the right time, and it's always from a uh, from a good point. Yeah. Well, the good news is the team seems to be very much behind him right now. Yeah, they love seem them. to like him, yeah. right? And like he, a coach, is not an insignificant thing. Uh, whether right. it has long term effect or not remains to be seen, of course. But right now, he's got the team um, in his, you know, in his hand. He knows what. Uh, he wants to do, and the team is responding as much as they can, right? No yeah. question. I, I don't think he's. I don't think he's going to stole. I don't think he's going to get stale. I don't think uh-huh. he's going to be. I don't see the players are going to tune him out because he's just a very good man at a whole different kind. I of think life. you're probably right. It yeah. seems that way to me. I don't know, but it seems that way to me. Two two observations. First of all, the the whole thing you guys talked about with other people around the league saying glowing things about him. Every time he went into some of the cities that he coached, all you saw on social media was him hugging players. I mean, it yeah. was un- the reaction of the home team was, "There's my pal Darko," which tells you he did have an impact on what was going on. And the other the other observation is that you're always concerned when you hire somebody like this that they are life assistant coaches. They're not head coaches. They're lifetime assistant coaches. And exactly. he, he, seems yeah. to have, he seems to have been able to make that leap with this group or I guess with maybe with the third group of the year, more so at the beginning of the year. That has probably been, to me, the most impressive thing about Darko is that he's able to manage tough moments in games as a veteran coach. And I don't think he did it very well the first 20 games a year. I think he's a little bit, he, he let some late situations get away from him. Now, every, basically every time after timeout, they get a good look. They, 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 they execute in the last three minutes of the games. They didn't do that early in the year. And it cost them a, game. It cost them a lot of games. And we sat here yeah. in November, in November, December, saying, look, all these games are given up because they're making the last big mistakes in the last two minutes, they're the ones who are going to bite them in bat, bite them in the ass in the season. That's exactly what's happened. Yeah. Those those five or seven games they gave away in November and December get them wins, and all of a sudden they're looking at six and seven instead of 10 or 11. Yeah. Before we let you go, um, just uh, is there something in the rest of the league, Paul, that uh, you've talked about Oklahoma City, and there's a little bit of, let's face it, we're a little biased with Oklahoma City because of Gilgus Alexander. Um, but is is there anything in the NBA that's jumping out at you that we should be watching between now and the end of the regular season? 
I, I'm just fascinated by what's going on in the West um, with how tightly packed those teams are. And and like I said, at the beginning of the year, I'm not sure anybody saw the outliers, Minnesota and Oklahoma City near the top. And, you know, as much as, as well as the Clippers have played, they've been beaten by some of those teams in front of them. And and they it looked like they really got it together with Harden and they Kawhi's playing more than he has in years, but I, I'm, I'm there's still there's still some questions around the Clippers, and I'm still intrigued to see what happens if Bradley Beal ever gets healthy in Phoenix. That there's a team that I think uh, could be could be real trouble, uh, but you know they, they got to be healthy. I just I just think the West playoffs. I mean. LeBron, LeBron in the West might have to get through Steph and Durant just to get into the playoffs in, in terms of the playing tournament and, and where they sit. So I, I'm really fascinated by what's going on in the West, John. Dougie? Yeah, I got, I'm going to go for, this, for to one team for two reasons, so that's Denver. Because if Jamal Murray is healthy, they could run it again. Yeah. But if he's not, but if he's not healthy, he won't play for Canada and Paris. And I think that's going to be that's a big thing because he's got shin spinks now. Shin spinks now. He's got the hamstring early in the year. There's a lot of a lot of wear and tear on him. And if he doesn't stay stay healthy the rest of this year, then I'd be I would be concerned if he plays for Canada in Paris Olympics. The Warriors um, are a team that has played better of late, uh, and probably will be a playoff team. Who knows? But. They look like they'll probably be a playoff team. How good could they be at the end of the year? I would vote. I would. I wouldn't bet against them. Yeah, no, I wouldn't they, either. As long yeah. as they got, as long as they got Murray, as long as they got Curry, Kerr, and Clay Thompson, they're pretty good. And Jonathan Kaminga's like a coming. He's coming. I, I wouldn't yeah. sort of. I would certainly want to play him again in, in a seven seven game series. Oh. After and 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 where are they now? As I said, they're tenth right now. They're at the bottom. Yeah, they're, yeah. they're in the last play-in spot. I mean, there's a team, remember, they went from the play-in one year to the championship the next year. And they're, they're like Doug said, I, Bob, that's a great point. They're one of those teams that you just don't want to see them. They're, they're like, to your, to your boxing days, Bobcat, they're that, that southpaw, uh, middleweight fighter that you just don't want to see because they can knock you out and you don't see it coming. Sure, I I would be. That's a team. I know yeah. that there's teams at the top of the West that look good, but the Warriors are the team. If there's one team that scares me, it's them. Yeah, that's the the fascination. Team. Fascination with the Warriors for me is Steve Kerr signing another two-year deal, which uh, you know, I I guess they needed some sort of security to keep the fans interested, and Kerr's as good as anybody to keep people happy. Is yeah, what but this was the sub five hundred team for the first yeah, Chris, half of the year, yeah. John, and they're two yeah. games over five hundred now. They're playing better. Yeah. Well, the other thing is Chris Paul's coming back, and how are they going to utilize with 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 what goes on in the backcourt? How are they going to utilize what Chris Paul brings if he uh, does anything? And will he? And will he be accepting of fourteen minutes? Yeah, I think I think he will because I think he's. He knows it's the only it's his last chance to, to play for title, and he will end up getting hurt sometime during the playoff run. <laughs> but 
By the way, uh, the, what, one quick quiz question before we let you go. Who's the number two team in the East right now? Quick, go. Cleveland Cavaliers. The Cleveland Cavaliers are yep. the, have the second best record in the Eastern Conference. They're sneaky. They're, 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 they're sneaky. They're very good. But I don't know whether they could beat Milwaukee in a 2-3 playoff series in a second-round playoff. Yeah, that, that are the Celtics as good as their record suggests? No. Oh, yeah. No. You don't think? No. I They're don't paper. think so either. They're paper I'm, team. I, I, I don't know if I'd say paper, but I just think the way they play could catch up to them. They just yeah. fire threes. It's yeah. the new NBA. I just wonder if at some point that's going to catch up to them. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm not sure. I'm not sure they, they, they have the depth still. I, I think they got issues in size. I don't. I mean, they they probably the best team in the East, but I think we're all, we're not at a point where it's the least conference again. But the the East isn't isn't populated with a lot of very good teams in the Eastern Conference anymore. There's some well, teams, it's gonna some be, good teams, uh, but not that be, good. But the West is going to be West fun to watch. Loaded. Well, and and yeah. and I mean, with Milwaukee imploding, I mean, I, I, can we explain what what that is, is before we go? Well, I mean, I, I'm watching them, and they're making incremental improvements in the areas that Doc was brought in for. But I'm not so sure they're going to have enough time to put it all together. They're they're still they're still dangerous because when you think about their defense, if they ever get it together with a guy like Giannis, they got Brook Lopez, who was a potential defensive player of the year. I mean, Dame Lillard's the guy that's going to have to find some kind of defense. You you can. You can hide one guy on defense, but you can't hide two or three. And so he's going to have to step forward defensively. And I look at the way the NBA is playing right now. Like, will they continue to trend toward offense in the playoffs where it's your turn, my turn, up and down? Because if somebody decides we're not doing that in the playoffs, then I think Milwaukee could be in trouble. They tried to break something that wasn't broken. Yeah. They should never try the... the, 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 John... If you're Milwaukee, how do you feel right now? You give up Drew Holiday to get Dame Lillard, and you go, well, at least we send him to the West. And then Portland turns around right. and makes a deal, and you look to your right, and there he is with your the guy that you're trying to beat playing with them. Like, that's a killer. That's a killer for Milwaukee. Okay, but who, who – I mean, we all love Lillard's individualism. We all love his ability to shoot from 62 feet. But seriously, did we did anybody envision he and Giannis being a really good combination together? Seriously. I I didn't, but I thought the most important thing was they gave up their soul in holiday. Yeah. Right. Drew Holiday was the heart of that team. And they 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 blew it. They blew it. Yeah. It'll well, be, so uh, the it'll... trailblazers, right? Yeah. They are horrible yeah. right now. Horrible. Yeah. They're near wow. the bottom of the standing. And I know well, how they, much Lillard would have helped, but they wouldn't be 11 or whatever the record is. At least they're not as bad as the Pistons. That's okay. That's all you can say. They're just not, Nobody they're not as bad as the Pistons. <laughs> all right, boys. Thanks for this. All right, kids. Talk it down the road. Thanks. Bye, guys. Paul Jones, Doug Smith. Bob and I'll be back after this. So, Bob, okay. So, Bob, do you... Uh, do you think it's important to get to the play-in? Well, I uh, important. Not well, really. It, 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 because Jonesy brought it up. 
Jonesy brought a good point up, and and every every in every sport they always talk about getting playoff experience and yeah, I know that and, and yep. playing under pressure. Do you buy that? Do you think if they can play? I mean, well, play like a play ins only three max. What three games? I think isn't it? I mean, two. I think. Do you, do you buy into it? Um, look, I would be very happy if they made the playoffs, but do I think it'll be important for this team? No. Because it's going to be, as I think, I think it'll be one game. And does that matter? I don't think much. I think t- these guys who've never been in a playoff before have to be in a seven-game series in order to understand what that's like. Remember, they come out of college where they don't play in playoffs, right? No. They go well, into they, the they tournament. Just get to the, they get to the tournament and they could be out that's in a one day and game, a half, That's right? one game. Yeah. Winner, loop, yeah. winner, you're out. Yeah. And I think the same thing in the NBA won't be unique to them and won't help them. Um, so the answer is I don't think it's that important. But as a fan, would I like it? I would be very excited if they made the playoffs. Yeah. I wouldn't be optimistic, but I'd be excited. Yeah, you do think I th- I think the play in tournament is a is a little bit of fool's gold. Yes, it is if- very much. If there's an opportunity to create learning situations for some of these young guys, then hey, what the hell, go with it. But is a is one game going to be a learning situation? I don't think so. It's not the kind they they lose. They're not going to have a media talk about what happened or how to play differently. They're going to be on their bus on the way home or a plane. With their headset on, uh, looking at their phone. Right. <laughs> All right. About their next contract. Uh, some of them won't be. Some of them will be. All right, Robert. We'll talk to you tomorrow. See you then. Bye bye. Thanks for thanks for watching or listening, the McCowan Podcast. When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia. Movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details.